Hello everyone and welcome back to the Knowledge Group podcast. We're taking a forward look at what speakers are covering at Knowledge Group events. This time we're turning our attention to anti-money laundering, due diligence and compliance in the 2019 landscape, going beyond the horizon. We're going to be going live with this webcast Thursday, February the 7th, between 12pm and 1pm Eastern Standard Time. Our panel's going to be formed of Michael J. O'Leary of Council at Holland and Hart LLP and Anne-Marie Minogue, Director at Navigant. Their information and more information about how to sign up and listen to this webcast will be found in the description box, along with the code PODCAST25, getting you 25% off your first webcast registration. Let's turn things over to our panellists now. Okay, my name is Anne Minogue. I'm a Senior Director with Navigant Consulting. I specialize in performing BSA AML reviews at uh, U.S. financial institutions and actually foreign financial institutions who have a U.S. presence as well. Um, I also specialize in fraud investigations and, and bribery corruption investigations. So I'm very happy to speak with you and cover the topics today. Thank you, Anna. My name is uh, Mike O'Leary. I'm an attorney with Holland and Hart in Washington, D.C., um, I specialize in, in white-collar defense and government enforcement actions with respect to issues involving the Bank Secrecy Act, anti-money laundering, um, and U.S. economic sanctions. Um, I represent companies and individuals both in enforcement actions with the government and also uh, provide regulatory and compliance advice to, uh, to our clients. And uh, we have a larger group here uh, that specializes in those same areas with a particular focus on economic sanctions. Well, next week, Anne and I are planning to talk about <clears throat> some of the trends in the uh, money laundering and compliance space, so looking both at developments that have occurred in the last year or so and how we expect those developments to play out in 2019, as well as looking ahead to uh, developments we expect both on the, the regulatory and enforcement side that will impact how uh, companies and individuals are implementing any money laundering policies and making better use of uh, the data and processes they already have. Um, Anne and I are going to focus on, on five trends, if you will, uh, in, in the coming year. Um, the first is going to be an increased focus on customer due diligence, um, looking at uh, complexity, increasing complexity in the U.S. Uh, sanctions uh, compliance world, um, the integration of AML anti-corruption sanctions compliance procedures, um, AML compliance in the world of cryptocurrencies and how those apply to various industries. Uh, and finally, increasing information sharing between regulators in different jurisdictions and how that will have an impact on uh, the regulatory compliance procedures that clients uh, are going to have to implement in the coming year. Um, just to touch base on the first point, um, I'm going to give an overview, I think, of some of the developments both in 2018 that will play out in 2019 with respect to um, changes by FinCEN, uh, specifically customer due diligence rules, um, greater use of enforcement procedures, uh, and also uh, record-keeping requirements such as global, uh, sorry, geographic targeting orders. Um, and Anne will talk a little bit about some of the challenges in implementing these rules. Yeah, so in particular, in some of the challenges, I'm going to talk about uh, issues financial institutions have had in determining the right thresholds in unwrapping ownerships and structures and drilling down, as well as understanding triggers and defining event-driven reviews, as well as aggregating for reporting and transaction monitoring. 
So these are all challenges that we have seen financial institutions experience in the past, and we'll be sharing with you. And a second area that I mentioned we're going to look at is uh, sanctions compliance, which many of our clients have already had to uh, develop uh, robust sanctions programs. But some of the challenges uh, the clients are facing uh, relate to the increasing sophistication uh, between or in the programs in implemented by, by OFAC, different requirements uh, that require more than just a list-based approach uh, using uh, and implementing things like the 50% ownership rule, um, the application of specific program requirements. We saw, for instance, uh, the, the specific requirements in the Ukraine-related sanctions in the past year, um, and also updating these concerns in real time. In just the last week, for instance, we've seen new sanctions involving a uh, Venezuelan oil company and uh, the rollback of sanctions involving uh, a major uh, aluminum company, Rusal. And we're also going to speak about how to actually apply a risk-based approach in your sanctions program. And this we'll talk about specifically using a risk assessment and how a sanctions risk assessment really differs from an AML risk assessment. And then how the risk assessment can be used to build appropriate policies and procedures that meet the legal requirements and regulatory expectations so, um, so that you can build your your sanctions program to meet your risk. Third, we're going to talk about the, I think, increasing need, a continuing trend, and need to integrate AML compliance, anti-corruption compliance, and sanctions compliance uh, into a single program. And I'm going to talk a little bit about how that's played out in the enforcement space. And Anne is going to talk more about the implementation. Yeah, so we were talking about implementing and how there's so much overlap and how that, for an efficiency standpoint, that you can use the the overlap to really build rules, build transaction rules, how you can use your KYC program not just as an AML tool but as a, a sanctions and bribery corruption tool as well. And good due diligence goes to all kinds of financial uh, corruption risk or financial uh, risk. So we will talk in detail about how to use those things across all the board. Uh, all the aspects of financial crime. Fourth, we're going to talk about the AML compliance uh, procedures, rules, uh, best practices in the world of cryptocurrency. Both Anne and I have seen uh, cryptocurrencies take a bigger and bigger role in our practices. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, both past FinCEN guidance as well as uh, anticipated guidance in this area that we, we foresee in 2019. Uh, enforcement trends, including upcoming enforcement trends in 2019, uh, and looking not just at the regulatory landscape in the United States, but some of the issues in uh, other regions of the world, including the European Union, that will certainly impact this space. And, and in particular, we both uh, talk about how there are vulnerabilities to blockchain and cryptocurrencies that operate on the blockchain, specifically vulnerabilities to money laundering, tax evasion, terrorist financing, and fraud and corruption. But we're also going to be used, talking about how the features of the blockchain can actually be used to help prevent those or protect against those vulnerabilities. And finally, we're going to talk about what I think is one of the more important trends in the coming year, which is greater and greater information sharing between regulators and across uh, geographic markets. Uh, clients that we uh, represent uh, increasingly have global operations. Um, we're going to look at some of the implications of increasing information sharing between regulators, how that Im impacts the enforcement space. Uh, we're also going to look at how clients are dealing with legal restrictions and data privacy rules 
that can make it more difficult for uh, companies to share information even internally within their units and how they're addressing that while continuing to maintain uh, robust uh, anti-money laundering compliance programs. Yep, but in that regard, too, we're also going to be uh, talking about the increased communication and sharing between regulators and, and financial institutions as it improves relationships and how the actual reviews, on-site reviews, have changed because of the knowledge sharing, you know, throughout the year and during the reviews as well. So we're very excited to uh, talk with all of you about some of these trends, uh, share some of uh, our insights gathered from our own practices as well as some of our views on how uh, the regulatory landscape is going to shape a variety of industries in the coming year. Yes, we look forward to it and happy that you can all participate. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast. Don't forget all the information that you need about our panel and the event will be found in the description box along with the code PODCAST25, getting you 25% off your first webcast registration. We look forward to seeing you February the 7th between 12 p.m. and 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and at future Knowledge Group events. Take care, everyone. Bye now.